Chapter 20 B. The Essentialist Life Beware the barrenness of a busy life. Socrates It all began while he was studying to become a barrister in England. With a wealthy family and good professional prospects, the future looked bright. Every day he woke up with a sense of certainty. He was clear on his main objective, to prepare to become a professional in law and then make a comfortable living. But then he took the opportunity to go on a journey around the world and everything changed. Mohandas K. Gandhi went to South Africa and saw oppression there. Suddenly he found a higher purpose, the liberation of the oppressed everywhere. With this new singleness of purpose, he eliminated everything else from his life. He called the process reducing himself to zero. He dressed in his own homespun cloth, Kadi, and inspired his followers to do the same. He spent three years not reading any newspapers because he found that their contents added only non-essential confusion to his life. He spent 35 years experimenting with simplifying his diet. He spent a day each week without speaking. It would be an understatement to say he eschewed consumerism. When he died, he owned fewer than 10 items. More importantly, of course, he devoted his life to helping the people of India gain independence. He intentionally never held a political position of any kind. Yet he became, officially within India, the father of the nation. But his contribution extended well beyond India. As General George C. Marshall, the American Secretary of State, said on the occasion of Gandhi's passing, Mahatma Gandhi had become the spokesman for the conscience of mankind, a man who made humility and simple truth more powerful than empires. And Albert Einstein added, Generations to come will scarce believe that such a one as this ever in flesh and blood walked upon this earth. It is impossible to argue with the statement that Gandhi lived a life that really mattered. Of course, we don't have to try to replicate Gandhi to benefit from his example as someone who lived fully and completely as an essentialist. We can all purge our lives of the non-essential and embrace the way of the essentialist in our own ways and in our own time and on our own scale. We can all live a life not just of simplicity, but of high contribution and meaning. Living Essentially There are two ways of thinking about essentialism. The first is to think of it as something you do occasionally. The second is to think of it as something you are. In the former, essentialism is one more thing to add to your already overstuffed life. In the latter, it is a different way, a simpler way, of doing everything. It becomes a lifestyle. It becomes an all-encompassing approach to living and leading. It becomes the essence of who we are. Essentialism has deep roots in many spiritual and religious traditions. Gautama Buddha left his life as a prince to seek the ascetic life. This led him to his enlightenment and the birth of Buddhism. Likewise, Judaism grew out of the story of Moses, leaving his opulent life as an adopted prince in Egypt 
to live in the wilderness as a sheepherder. It was there he encountered the burning bush and discovered his essential mission to bring the Israelites out of bondage. The prophet Muhammad lived an essential life that included mending his own shoes and clothes and milking his own goat and taught his followers in Islam to do the same. John the Baptist, too, had the epitome of a simple lifestyle, living in the desert, wearing camel hair clothes and eating off the land. Christian groups such as Quakers also maintained a staunchly essentialist element to their faith. For example, they practiced the testimony of simplicity, in which they committed to a life of only what was essential. And of course, Jesus lived as a carpenter, and then in his ministry lived without wealth, political position, or material belongings. We can see the philosophy of less but better reflected in the lives of other notable and diverse figures, both religious and secular, throughout history. To name a few, the Dalai Lama, Steve Jobs, Leo Tolstoy, Michael Jordan, Warren Buffett, Mother Teresa, and Henry David Thoreau, who wrote, I do believe in simplicity. It is astonishing as well as sad how many trivial affairs even the wisest thinks he must attend to in a day. So simplify the problem of life. Distinguish the necessary and the real. Indeed, we can find essentialists among the most successful people in every type of human endeavor. These include religious leaders, journalists, politicians, lawyers, doctors, investors, athletes, authors, artists. These people make their greatest contribution in many different ways, but they share one trait. They don't just give lip service to the idea of less but better. They have deliberately chosen to fully embrace the way of the essentialist. Regardless of what job, field or industry we are in, we can all choose to do the same. Hopefully at this point in the book, you've learned and absorbed all the core tenets and skills of an essentialist. In this chapter, it's time to take the final step and learn how to use those skills not just to practice essentialism occasionally, but to become a true essentialist.